once thought sucked, but now you realize that they rock. They still suck. Fear and loathing podcast. Wow. Everybody and welcome to Fear and Loathing and Cinema Podcast. It is officially spooky season. It's October third. We all have our little, our little orange pumpkins on. We got our pumpkin spice lattes in our hands, and we are going to be talking for the whole month on Fear and Loathing horror movies that you know may have not been great, but we're going to here to tell you that they're amazing. Got a doozy for you today here. From 2008, I'm Brian Kluger, and I'm joined by the host with the most. Uh, I've got I've got Preston here. He's my pro phase to my anaphase. Uh, Preston Barta, how are you? I'm good. It was nice to see most of y'all, minus Dan in Austin, and I miss y'all scent. It's like a drug to me. It is. It is. I miss his sense. Oh, Preston. And then also, of course, what Preston said, Austin style, Dan Moran. What's up, bud? What's up, spider monkeys? Let's do this. <laughs> Just want to climb on that back of yours and you take me up a tree. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then, of course, coming all the way from Miami, a place where I believe vampires hate to be, Chelsea Cullen. How are you? I'm good. This is the skin of a killer, Brian. So (laughs) (laughs) you brought a snack. Yeah, we're we're going to get all sparkly here because we are talking about 2008's Twilight, the first in the series, directed by the one, the only Catherine Hardwick and starring Batman himself, Robert Pattinson and the person who may be a great actress or may be a wooden fence post. (laughs) (laughs) Here come the stakes. Here come the stakes. Oh my goodness. This movie and Peter Fascinelli from can't hardly wait. I'm so excited to talk about him in this movie. All right. So we're talking about twilight, but first, first we got to, we, before we get into twilight, Dan had a great question that he posted on social media. He wanted to know these things. Dan, take it away. I thought since it's spooky season and we're scaring people, I thought let's look inward and think about something that scares us. And on the internet, you can really get attacked for having bad movie opinions or so-called bad movie opinions. So I was like, what's your hottest movie take that you're scared to share with people in the world? And I think it's a fun exercise since this entire podcast is based around having bad takes on bad movies. Um, <laughs> come up with something. And I threw I threw a couple out, some superhero ones, mostly because that gets people really frustrated. Like I personally think Andrew Garfield's the best live action Spider-Man. And I know that'll really upset a lot of people, but it's just how I feel in my heart. I and- feel like a lot of people would agree with you though, because everybody loved to see him come back. Yeah. Maybe, but here's my big one. Here's my big one. John Carter is a fucking good movie. I agree. And I and I like it and I own it and there should have been a sequel and it's a complete and Taylor Kitsch should be a top 10 
40 under 40 actor in in Hollywood. That's my hot take. That's certainly <laughs> spicy. Oh, I know. I like that. I like that a lot. Ooh. Ooh. I pay. Hey. A little pumpkin spice for you. That would <laughs> I like how you like doubled down on it. You're like, I like it and I own it. <laughs> what is Chelsea, I, I sent you a fake one just to frustrate you. And I said that Meryl Streep has been phoning it in for a solid decade now. Um, but that's not a real one. Meryl Streep is very good. But Chelsea, what is your hottest or scary? The, the take you're scared to share with the people. Okay. Well, so I was thinking about this last night. Um, I don't, I hate Halloween. I hate like the John Carpenter Halloween movies. There's not one that I like. There's mm-hmm. not one that I think is good. And I love that people enjoy things. Um, I will let people enjoy things, but it's not, it's not for me. And if you talk about it with me, I will, I will nod and I will, you know, I will be happy for you, but no. <laughs> so you're big. You hate Laurie Strode that much? I, I guess so. What do you hate um, about it? Do you think that David Gordon Greens are better? Oh. Oh, she's no, about to kill all no, of us right now. No, 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 um, no. No. Like the original one, but no, it's just not for me. I just don't okay. think Michael Myers is scary, I guess. Okay, so that's what it is. So you like Friday and you like Nightmare, but Halloween doesn't do it for you. Is that because you just don't think Mike Myers is scary? It's n- Yeah, it's not scary. Listen, hmm. she needs a man with a hockey mask and a machete in the woods or a dream knife finger guy. That's six foot five mental patient just walking around stabbing kids. Not scary. I don't, I don't know how <laughs> I literally befriended all the people in the closing night, like Fantastic Fest in Austin that were dressed up. So I don't think it doesn't scare me. I don't know. It's just not scary to me. And it's not interesting to me. But I know a lot of horror fans love Halloween and stuff. Um, I will give you a, a really spicy one. That's probably going to get people really mad at me. <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty spicy. Um, oh, okay. Um, I think The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie. Oh, yes. Absolutely. One billion percent. Yeah, we'll all, we will all get murdered by some sort of crazy Star Wars fans because I agree with you. I do not think that is it is the most influential. influential. I think Empire is. Mm-hmm. But do I think... He made he made the best one, The Last Jedi. Yes, I do. So I agree. Ryan Johnson sure. made The Last Jedi is amazing. It's the it's the best of the new trilogy by leaps and bounds. It's crazy that we all think it's the best one because it said, fuck all of the Skywalker bullshit and let's expand this universe. And then JJ mm-hmm. Abrams was like, what? Yeah. Yep. Well, JJ Abrams didn't do that. That was uh that was the producer. Yeah, Kathleen yeah, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy. Well, Chelsea, you have all four of us are going down together on that one. Okay. Yes, we are. Yeah. Good, good. All right. I, I'm not, I'm saving Brian for last because I'm just going to get really mad. Preston, <laughs> give us yours. Uh, I don't have anything that I'm scared to say or scared to admit. I have no shame in, in my taste in film or what I don't like. Uh, I was trying to think about it. I, I know I posted on Instagram that I think 
that Jurassic Park 3 is the best Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World sequel. Um, but I feel like people <laughs> would probably, anybody who grew up loving the original one would probably say the same, I would think. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Hellraiser movies. Um, I Yeah, I, I try. I own them. I, I, just because they're a big staple. You're not an S and M boy, are you? You don't like the S and M. No, but I do enjoy all the stories about it. Like uh, just because of like uh, that was, was a very one? presumptuous question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not an S and M guy, and he's like, I like the stories. I like yeah, I like the stories. I like to read. I watch porn for the stories. That's the most Preston thing I've ever heard. <laughs> No, like I like the idea in theory. Uh, the, what what was the? Uh, There's a movie that I watched recently, and I was watching the extras, and Clyde Barker was supposed to be like the director of something, and then he uh, was going to bring the S and M style uh, to to the movie. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of those movies. I own them, but I I don't really care for them too much. I will agree with that. I don't like them either. So. What? But, Am I the only one that likes the Hellraiser movies? Yeah, that's, that's why we're. I think they're the fine. Time. I like them more than Halloween. Ooh, damn! Sorry. <laughs> I like Hellraiser movies. All right. all right, Brian. Let's all get yelling at you. Give us, give us something. All right. So Oppenheimer, I, motherfuckers. I thought about this, and my hot take is: I do believe, and I think, and I love the movies Birdemic one through three better than Oppenheimer and Boyhood. <laughs> and I think they're better films. <laughs> wait, wait. This feels personal. This, this is personal <laughs> because he introduced me to the Birdemic films. They're speechless. Anyway, Twilight, Twilight came out a couple years ago. <laughs> I broke them. And if you couldn't see this, because I want, we might put this as, but when I just said that, Dan, Dan's spirit left his body and then Preston's eyes rolled in the back of his head and basically he's like, I want to kill Brian. <laughs> and I will also. This is a good movie tonight. And I, yes, correct. And I will, and I will also say that I think Birdemic one, two, and three is better than the last few Wes Anderson movies. I haven't seen Birdemic, but I haven't think, I haven't thought that the last few Wes Anderson movies. I, I think Chelsea great. just had a conniption. <laughs> that makes me hate you. His, his Netflix ones are actually pretty good. I've watched two of them. Which ones? The, the Henry Sugar one and then the, uh, Oh. You know he's doing Roll Doll. Yeah. Applications on Netflix and they they popped them out. There's like four of them on there. No fanfare, no anything. And they're pretty good. No. No. I think I mean I, not as good as Birdemic, but Birdemic one through three are amazing films. And I do believe that <laughs> oh. I'm gonna take back the boyhood because I like boyhood. I just like to give Preston shit. Here, here's what I <laughs> hope you. to do. And, and I mean this in the <laughs> nicest way possible because it's Halloween. You know the movie The Strangers, Brian? I love yeah. that movie. I don't want anything bad to happen to anyone else in your family, but if you got tied up by the people <laughs> from The Strangers, 
And at the end of it, after they are about to kill you, you're like, why are you doing this to me? And they're like, because we listened to your podcast. <laughs> I would, and they got caught. I would actually testify in their favor. I would be like, listen, Brian got Brian got what he, <laughs> what he was asking for. I he feel like with that Wes Anderson take, you just broke me. So I'm going to I'm going to agree with Dan. That might be true, but I am correct. (laughs) The director of Birdemic Birdemic 1 through 3 has not, you know, engulfed his own ego into himself yet like the other directors have. (laughs) I'm still breaking Dan. It's so good. (laughs) I just, I really, if we were in person right now, I feel like I would have to like, Pull Preston and Chelsea off of you. He <laughs> <laughs> took back. He took back the boyhood thing. I, I took back because I, I like boyhood. I think Richard Linklater doesn't make solid movies all the time, but I think boyhood is definitely great, and I love to give Preston shit about it. <laughs> I just don't take anyone seriously who can't say M Night Shyamalan correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it's M Night Shyamalan. but that's my that's my hot take um i do i do love that hot take i i i like my idea now because it is really just oh it was it's everyone versus brian now it's everyone for you yeah that did happen i'll I'll give you one more i will say that i'll give you the grave a little deeper (laughs) (laughs) i'll give you one more i will say that child's play three probably the most hated one i think is the best one i think it's the meanest and the the most horrific one is child's play three i feel like that's your only good opinion is that like the inner city one that Yes, no, it's it's the military racist. one. It's the military uh, one. No. And it, but it, when you say inner city, he does, you know, Chucky does want to be a bro in the movie. <laughs> he, he has the line, Chucky's going to be a bro. Yeah, 80s and 90s were such a simpler time for, <laughs> for lepre- <laughs> Leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> Chucky, like... um. Chucky in the military. It was yeah. a good, it was a great one. Um, yeah, so that that's probably... I think my yeah, my two biggest ones. But yeah, I do stand by the Wes Anderson and Oppenheimer thing for sure. Now, now that we're all angry at each other, um let's talk about such a classic movie. Was it was that was that it? Oh, okay, yeah. You know. I had so I had I had some people Yeah, yeah, let's oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. give me some stuff. Um yeah. so someone so everyone shall name Rene uh, uh, you have rendered me speechless, Brian. You're welcome. So, no. <laughs> Everyone shall rena- remain anonymous. Um, so someone said Ghostbusters 2 is good. People just aren't fun. I ag- I agree. I think I agree. part two is great. Vigo, the Carpathian. I love it. I think it's fun. And and for the sheer genius of taking a Nintendo controller and controlling the Statue of Liberty is amazing. Okay. Love it. Um, Tom Cruise should have gotten an Oscar for Magnolia. I th- That's, I agree with that. Yeah. I think Tom Cruise not having an Oscar for acting is very crazy to me. Like, he's he commits fully in every movie. And... For that, or Born on the Fourth of July, or Eyes Wide Shut, or e- even Tropic Thunder, like I, 
great. You gotta role. respect the cock, man. Yeah. Oh. But they just, he's gonna end up getting the um whenever they make stunt performers start getting awards, yeah. and you give it to him. He's gonna be 72. Right when he retires. That'd be great. <laughs> Those wheelchair chair chases in Mission Impossible 11 are gonna be sick. They're gonna be sick. Yeah, but you, you could say that. You could say that he doesn't have the award. However, anybody who kind of has an award has never made billion dollar movies like he does consistently. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, oh, do you have another one? I got one that made me laugh. I got I got one and it's spicy. Well, it's not that spicy. Um, Marvel yeah. movies are ultimately fascist and authoritarian. How? I kind of agree. Well, why and how? I mean, like Marvel movies, like the characters or just like how they're made? I was not presented with context. This is just a bite-sized answer, I was told. Well, I'm trying to figure out how they're fascist in both ways. If you kind of agree, what do you agree with? I mean, and they're kind of like world building and I don't know, it, it goes to like, my liberalism with like Captain America and stuff like that. America's ass. Yeah, America's ass. Some of it feels weird. Like like an example. I'm not gonna my brain doesn't have an example. You told me Birdemic was better than like Oppenheimer. Okay. <laughs> my brain has been reduced to nothing since then. I I've heard that before, and I don't want, I don't know what this person thinks, but I've read articles before that have said that it is um, blatant hero worship and like American exceptionalism and all of that sort of stuff wrapped up into a tasty morsel for children to think that they need to count on these larger than like I've read articles about that sort of stuff. Me being the the smooth brain person that I am, I just go, ooh, colorful light, CGI punch, yay. Um, I don't think that Marvel movies have ever, I know the comics get deep and the comics really explore a lot of themes like that. I don't think that the MCU has ever gone anything deeper than surface level on an actual um, political thing before. So that's just- Have, have y'all seen Civil War though? Like that's the one that really brings down the House of Cards. Yeah, right. I, I get, I get, like, yeah, the the Civil War Accords. I get what they're doing there, and that's probably their what well, some of their most political stuff. I would imagine, minus maybe that uh, Falcon Winter show they did. Um, Winter Soldier with the surveillance state and yeah, uh, the person who the president having the right to like find people who are going to vote against him in the next election and blow them up from giant aircraft carriers. So yeah, I guess I'm wrong. I guess they get a little close there, but we stopped that guy, so that's good. We stopped yeah. that though. Interesting fashion. Marvels. Oh, did they say anything about DC being that way? I I literally that's the only line I got. I we need to get this person on the show. Mine. <laughs> the the thing that I got that Port made me laugh isn't nearly as spicy as that. Timothy Chalamet is a terrible actor. Way no way. It's just what it said with a period at the end of it, and I was like. I actually, I actually thought that for a little while, but I watched like Dune and The King and Call Me oh, By Your Name. Man. I think he's actually pretty damn good, dude. Chalamet is amazing. Yeah. D- he's good. I just don't buy him as Wonka. No, I don't think that. Oh, I think well, he's that, completely miscast. 
Yes. We will see. We will see. No, I don't want to see. Director of Paddington movies who has a 100% Rotten Tomatoes track record. I do believe in this only because of that. Chelsea, do not tell us you do not like the Paddington movies. I, okay. I love the Paddington movies. They made me a better person. (laughs) (laughs) That's a direct quote from uh, Unbearable Weight. I love Paddington too. It made me want to be a better man. Yeah. 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 It's true. It's um so Tim, I mean, look at the movie Don't Look Up and look at Chalamet in that movie. Like his little part is like, oh fuck a fingerling potato. Like yeah. it's such a far cry from anything else he's done. And then see him in our favorite movie, Preston. Call me by your name. No. The cannibalism one. Bones and all. Bones and all. Like he's so good in that movie. He's a great actor. I like that guy. And to say that somebody's a terrible actor, like I've always said that David. I mean, we're about to get into it with. uh, We are. And And I have things to say about that too. Uh, Chalamet looks like a little Victorian child, and I just think he's he's very talented. Yeah, no, if it was like, if the if the take was, I don't buy him as any sort of hero, other than, I'd be like, yeah, because he weighs like 82 pounds. And that's when he's, you know what I mean? He's That's when he's in winter gear. He, like, he's not a physically intimidating presence on screen, but he's like, when he's on there, I'm like captivated by him. Like he's a really, he holds, like I, I see him and I'm like, I buy everything this guy's saying. And that's a lot of actors. You don't really say that, especially this young. He's really right. good at intense acting, like yelling. Like there's a sequence yeah. in the new Dune trailer where I was like, damn, like he's like yelling at a bunch of people. And I was like, that's great. And so I think he's, that. other than maybe, you know, maybe Wonka will be a misfire. But other than that, he's really managed his career to be, I'm going to be in movies with incredible directors. Yeah, yeah. I think he's way better when he's doing the dramatic, intense stuff. Um, when it's when I watch like the Wonka trailer, I just want to die. And go to heaven. Really? Scratch that. Yeah. Reverse it. And go to heaven. <laughs> See, that's what I. That's the one I. I want a shirt that says that because that's the dumbest fucking line. That's so bad. I can't <laughs> wait to see. Him, I'll be honest. I can't wait to see him sing and dance. It's either it's going to be cats level disaster or it's going to be so charming. I can't wait. There's Director no Paddington. I'm telling you, we you're going to love it. Going to love it. It'll be better than Birdemic. Okay. So, let's move on to 2008, to Vampire, to Sparkly Vampire World in a town called fucking Forks, Um, and we are going to talk about Twilight, and this movie, of course, was based on the novels by Stephanie Meyer, and this movie came out in... Basically, Thanksgiving of 2008, uh, the movie cost $37 million and it made $408 million. And it's about two hours long. It was written by Melissa Rosenberg, who if we're going to we're going to talk about the screenplay and we'll we'll we figure out why this was such a bad screenplay. But I think there's so much going on with this movie that makes it actually good. But first, let, let's talk about how we all first saw this movie. Um, this was 2008. I was 27 years old. 
and I watched it in theaters and I remember not liking it at all. Um, didn't enjoy it. Didn't think it, because at the time I'm like, I want my vampires gross and awesome, you know, very much like true blood or, um, blade. Let the right one in because it opened the same weekend. Yeah. Let the right one. Well, let the right one is very different movie, but yeah, that's, uh, another vampire movie based on a great book. Um, it, I, it was so different, but I don't think this movie spoke to me at 28 years old, and therefore I did not like it back in 2008. Uh, but for those people who are much younger than me, like the preteens, I can see why they ate this up. Um, Preston, when did you first see Twilight? <laughs> um, I didn't see it until it released on DVD. I was... So I brought up Let the Right One In. I went to, I got a group together and me and my friends went to go see Let the Right One In. And we were not up in tune with this whole Twilight phenomenon. So we got out of that movie and there was just, we were at the Angelica and there was just people everywhere like lining up. And I was like, what the hell is this about? And so I, it just kind of, what it showed me how big it was. Um, Cause at the time, what was it 2008? So Harry Potter, the fifth movie was coming out. The last book of that series was coming out, Deathly Hallows. And then the first Twilight movie, and I believe the last of the Twilight books, Breaking Dawn, was coming out at the time to provide a little bit of context for just this idea of like book series that became these major hits for studios. And then we started to see post this you know with uh hunger games and the the one that didn't even get the finish uh what was it December? maze runner no Ma did maze runner finish i don't remember divergent uh, i think maze runner finished it was that other one with uh, divergent? divergent divergent yeah they didn't get to do that last one um so i don't know it's just like interesting to see like the start of something like like a Marvel movie or a comic book movies. Like it, this was going to be like the new thing. And then it just kind of showed its tr uh, true self after a while. But um, yeah, I, I didn't see it until DVD. Um, my high school girlfriend at the time was really into the books. And so I think uh, we watched it and um, I've, you know, I will admittedly say that I, I can't, I like these movies <laughs> um, for, for the same reason that I like, something like uh a lot of the movies that we've already talked about but did you um, like it at the time though i did i did okay yeah. I, I mean i reckon we, we man it came out when i was in senior year of high school going into college or no i was i was in college um so i uh we, we had a great time i remember online this was like myspace facebook days everybody like this was the time where it, it was more socially acceptable to say twilight is g-a-y and so I remember a lot of those posts. Um, so uh, it, it was just kind of part of the fun. Like um, everybody had Team Jacob, Team Edward shirts. And uh, we were, of course, making fun of a lot of lines that we're probably still going to make fun of today, as we've already alluded to with Spider Monkey and things like that, or that are so cringe, but also delicious. Um, so uh, I, I, I um, my appreciation for this film franchise has just increased over the years. Cause I also follow 
maybe not follow, but they're part of the algorithm of my Instagram of getting a lot of twilight related videos uh, that make fun of it, but are just kind of uh, just bring me such joy. So uh, I, I, I really enjoy this movie. Good, good. And to echo Preston's me not liking it back then watching it again. Today. Yeah, you gotta change your letterbox score. Cause it's like half star. Yeah. You know, I got to change it half star. got to change it. Uh, I, I enjoyed this movie. I did. Very much so. And we'll get into that. Uh, Before we get to Chelsea, we got to go to Dan because Chelsea on our text chain. Well, I can't wait. But uh, Dan, before we get to Chelsea, Dan, when did you first see this movie? Were you at the theater at this time or were you were you were you in the law? No, I was still working at the movie theater at this time. And um, my mother in law now my mother-in-law was a English teacher in middle school. And so when this movie was coming out, she was like, Oh, it's going to be so big. And I was like, they're only giving us two prints. So it was only going to be on two screens. And we were like, I was like, no, it's not, it's not going to be a big deal. I don't know if this was just before box office tracking got really good or what it was, but we at the theater and I think pretty much nationwide did not expect the explosion of attendance that it turned into because this movie is financially the whole series hugely successful and i don't think i mean it had no stars it had zero stars in this movie and it was just like based on the best-selling novels and i i rolled my eyes at it i thought it was going to be garbage and i didn't think it was going to make any money and it did i have seen all the movies i have read all the books because my wife read the books and she was like, you can't make fun of it anymore until you read the books. So I read every one of those books and I said, I can make fun of this. <laughs> I think when I saw it, I definitely saw it in the theater. I think that these are not well-made movies in Agreed. any way, shape, or form. I think that there are script problems. I think that somehow we'll get to it. They have two of now the most successful actors under 40 alive and i went on at least a 10-year tear when these movies were coming out from 2008 to probably 2016 being like robert pattinson and christian stewart suck and it was just they were held back by how terrible um these characters had to be on how they were written um and so i think that my nostalgia for this movie i look at it in much more of a mystery science theater or a riff track situation where I can sit down and I can enjoy the hell out of this movie. I mean, I laughed at so many parts last night, but I can't sit here and be like, you know what? The direction in this scene was really good. Or these special effects really, really worked for me. They didn't. And and somehow a movie about love and obsession and all this sort of stuff, there is zero sexual chemistry. (laughs) um, I disagree. In the movie. I don't think that they're attracted to each other at all. And I know they were dating in real life, and you see pictures of them in real life from back then. And you're like, oh, yeah, they that's a couple. Look at them. That's a cute couple. But in the movie, I'm like, I don't get this at all. I it's think what that... Mormons think sexuality is. <laughs> baseball. They think it's really terrible baseball games. Oh, I can't wait to get into that scene. Oh. That, okay. that's, that's where I'm at. I, I'm at the same place I was probably back then. This is dry hump in the movie. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be 
mean about I when I was younger and much more immature than I am now, if you can believe that, I would be very mean about this movie. And now <laughs> I'm just kind of, like really mean. And now I'm just kind of like, it's not good. It never probably was good. And I get that now I kind of look back at it and I laugh because I'm like, it's fucking Batman and Kirsten Stewart. Like those are two really good actors. Princess Diana and yeah. <laughs> Batman. Um, all right, yeah. I, I, there's some things I disagree with you, Dan, but some things I do agree with you. We're, we'll, well, get to, yeah, we will. But the one, the one thing that I, did, I think Preston brought up, I think when they get to it, this was the start of like movies strictly made for. I don't have a better way to to say it, but like preteen, not sexually active teen girls, preteen, yeah, preteen, yeah. preteen, preteen. Pre pre this was the start of like Preston said, diverging. Hunger Games, all these movies where it's like all sci-fi, but also this girl really should get with this guy, but it's a forbidden love. And we went on like a, a decade long run of those movies based on mediocre books that were read in middle school libraries. Well, it's well, Shakespeare, is... Romeo and Juliet. It's that's that. No, no, it's the cinematic equivalent of every Tumblr fanfic and every Wattpad fanfic. So that's literally what it is. All right, Chelsea, Damn, give it bringing to the Tumblr in. I'll just say before Chelsea goes in, these four movies grossed over three billion dollars, five billion dollars, five. There billion. are a lot of there are a lot of teen girls and boys. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So Chelsea, you said this was the first time you watched it last night. Um, please. How did you avoid this for so long? And um, what going into it, did you have an expectation? Did it exceed? What, what what was it like? So I actually, so, okay. I have seen half of this movie in the theater. I left because I was hungry. Oh. <laughs> and I said this. I don't get it. I said, this fucking sucks. Let's go. And my friend who had seen it five times already said, okay. What part did you leave in? The, the Italian I, food scene. No, way before that. I saw that Italian food scene. The Peschetti. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that last night and it made me laugh. Um, no, I, so I'm thinking 2008, I was what, 21 when this came out. So I feel like I wasn't really young enough to be it's like target demographic it was more of a, a a younger sect um but i had friends that went insane for this movie they had the stickers on their like volvos like a color drives this <laughs> <laughs> um so i i knew about it but all i knew in the whole thing was just about robert pattinson was a vampire taylor lautner was a werewolf and, you know, Kristen Stewart just looked scared all the time. Um, I watched this for the first time in full last night. I will say I fell asleep during 10 minutes of it. Oh, no. Um, so I don't know what happened in those 10 minutes, but I I don't think they really contributed to anything. Um, you missed the whole part of the story. I don't think I did, Brian. <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw this for the first time in full last night. And the first thing I said when, when I pushed play was fuck, it's two hours. <laughs> so it went by fast. 
Mm. Oh, oh, it did not. You know, there's like an hour's worth of bickering about how fast he is, and then it's just protection mode, uh, the, the back half of it. Yeah. Am I the only one that kind of really likes this movie right now? Preston No, likes it. no, I, I like it, but Okay, cool. I, 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 I think there's, there's a lot of problems with it, but just like Dan just said, I kind of watch it. My enjoyment is out of how bad it is. Okay. Okay. I think the sweetest part of it was the end When it ended. when they're in the like twinkling light like thing and it's playing iron and wine. That Yeah. was sweet. Everything else is just bleh. So, I'll so just stop with Charlie. Like I'm team Charlie. Like he's he's my guy. is that the dad? That's the dad. Yeah, that's the dad. He's the most rational character Yeah. in the entire series. He is. Um, so Chelsea, after it ended, what was your initial thought? Like, what did you say to yourself or out loud? <laughs> That's a joke, isn't it? Say I it. just, I, I, what did I, what I, probably just fuck. Fuck, that's over. Fuck, it's over. Um, but also I, I remember immediately just texting you guys and being like, I hated this, but the soundtrack slaps. <laughs> And I stand by that. The soundtrack is the best part. okay, okay. So I think Press and I think it still holds up in some sort of way. Chelsea, it's your first time. You you hated it. Dan holds up or no? 50 It does. I mean, it has nothing to hold up for me personally. Like there's nothing. It does nothing for me. And like, that's why I said, like, I, if we all got together and watched it in a group and could laugh about it, enjoy it and have a drink while we're watching it, then I'm in. But if you were like
like crying and I'm just laughing because what's happening is just absolutely glorious. And then, and then it, it ends up, we'll hopefully we'll cover that movie at some point. But I was going to say, can you just tell me now? So I don't have to watch okay. it for, for this. It's a vision, right? It's yeah. Well, it's uh yeah, it's uh Allison's vision, Alice's vision. And she, it's this whole 20 minute fight sequence where everybody gets killed. Like all the key players, like, uh, Peter, uh, what's his name? Fastinelli's character gets his head ripped off and it's like thrown across the field. And like, it's Carlisle. like, it's yeah, Carlisle. Uh, he, it's like so vicious. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. And then uh, I just remember like everybody being like, none of this happens in the book. What's going on? Everybody was so confused. And then it, and then it, it's just because there's no action scene really at all. Like they all just kind of get up to, fight but then the fight doesn't really happen i guess it's kind of like dune hmm. yeah. all right chelsea's gonna I, watch breaking Down. i would watch that but you have to you have to stop it before she realizes it's a, it's a vision yeah. and then okay. the movie ends with everyone dead yeah i i will do that for you okay so chelsea coming first to the film first time yesterday why do you actually think it bombed because it kind of has like the teen characters, the teen angst, the sexuality, and vampires. Kind of really hot at the moment in time back in 2008. Why do you think it actually... I mean, it didn't bomb financially at all, but why do you think it bombed critically? Because it's not written, and it's not, it's not written well. It's not paced out well. I mean, the... I... The thing is, I was looking this up last night and it bombed critically, but the audience score is like, is fresh. Right. The audiences love it. Yeah. Um, I just, so I don't it, know. I, I just, I just don't think it's a good movie. So think from, from the writer standpoint, the, the, the person who wrote the screenplay from the book was Melissa Rosenberg. And before Twilight, she wrote Step Up in 2006. Really? And then she wrote quite a few, um, uh, TV show episodes, including The O.C., Ally McBeal, Boston Public, Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, and then most recently, Jessica Jones. But she has not done anything since Jessica Jones. Um, so I don't think she is actually a good writer. Uh, surprising. But, but, I mean, movies make but, money. But everything you just listed, I think, is better than Twilight, except yeah. for maybe Hercules. Like, I'd rather watch an episode of any of those shows I loved Boston Public. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boston like, Public and Boston Legal are both MX. It sounds like she's actually a pretty talented writer, but couldn't figure out how to adapt this. I mean, how to write <laughs> teenager te teenagers in Forks, Washington and vampires. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I I I think why this movie bombed is that with it's serious tones because the setup of this story is so good. I think, I think that's why I like it so much. I love this person going to town. There's this vampire world. Like, like, so like true blood wants to be twilight, but true blood is like the rated X hardcore violent version of twilight. It's like a human and a vampire coming together. There's werewolves, there's were panthers, there's everything. And it's fun. This movie kind of lacked a sense of fun where I think that, Bella, Kristen Stewart's character, just she's 
she's a loner, but then she just wants to do crazy, fun, stunt worthy shit. And she is attracted to Robert Pattison. And then it's just like this Romeo and Juliet story, how they can't be together, which draws them closer. But then I think what happened was they made it so silly. They made it for 10 to 13 year olds. And I think that's why people didn't like it critically. I think there's a lot of good stuff there, but I think the whole sparkly. So like, for example, every vampire thing, if somebody's like vampires look great on screen, like go from any movies like, oh, that vampire is suave. It looks great. And then if they step in the sunlight, it's like, this is my real figure. And they're just horribly disfigured and gross. But in this movie, Robert Pattinson steps in the light. He's like, I'm so, I'm so sick of how I look. And he's just, he just has glitter on. He's sparkly. You mean they're not diamonds, Brian? Yeah, they're not diamonds. They're diamond sparkly. And then like every time he popped on screen, he's like, I'm horrid. And he's sparkly. And it's like, I'm a monster. And it's just- That was believable uh, as a teen romance movie where they're like throwing some glasses on a on a girl that's just just put some glasses and she's so hideous and then when glasses and a ponytail yeah laney boggs from she's all that it's the same thing uh i think it just got too silly for its own good and i think that's where it critically failed i I think that's its big downfall uh preston do you agree uh yeah i think so i think it's like you said it's trying to appeal to a certain demographic and for a lot of critics that they were not part of that demographic um it's i think yeah there are some beats there that are from that are fun like even like there's like lost boys kind of vibe like anybody just like coming out of uh, a place that they've never been or coming from a place moving into a new area and then there's like all these secrets and things like that i'm i'm interested in that stuff so like I like, uh, even though it's very laughable the way that it's learned through her just doing a Google search and and all these highlighted words that probably could have just been figured out very quickly. Um, But I'm interested in like the whole, the, the world building aspect of it. Like I like, you know, the cold ones, them living a certain lifestyle for a while. And it's just like what Chelsea's been saying, like it's not it's not directed well enough. And and I love Catherine Hardwick. There are some things about this movie that I think are kind of fun. She brings like her, her documentary style to it. Um, it's, it's really fucking blue. Uh, that's annoying to me because the movies, like the saturations brought down so tremendously and everything's so blue that. But it's, it's always it's raining annoying. Preston. Why wouldn't yeah. it be blue? I, I get it. I mean, it, it makes sense because they 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 make mention to Alaska and vampires being dark for so many days, you know, uh, like thirty days. Thirty days a night, great. Yeah, it, it's it, being in Seattle where it's mostly darkness or clouded, so there's no actual sunlight. I think that's a it's a decent setup. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. It has the it has those beats to it that that are recognizable and fun, um, but just the way that it's presented how things unfold like it's it's real this movie is very much a series of just choices made by people very puzzling choices acting wise directing wise and how it's written like um like i i there's like really bad garbage lines in there and then every once in a while like uh justin sean has like a really funny line in it where he's talking about like his movies movie that he made uh, that didn't do well and then it's like stop don't bring it up 
like you're just reminding me um and then uh Kristen Stewart has a line when they're like at this greenhouse thing making compost tea it's like you never, you don't ever say, say hi, hi to me you never say hi to me hi like like hi. that stuff that's fun that's funny um I enjoy that but it's silly, man. Like there's so many people have made like internet videos of like how long they like stare at each other and they're just kind of like shaking and it, it's very strange behavior, but that's why I'm fascinated by it. Uh, I mean, we talk about showgirls, like there's things about that movie that is just like an alien wrote this. That's not how humans behave or communicate with each other or fall in love. Like what, what, what signal is this person giving me that they love that person? It, it's just like it, none of it adds up at all. Um, but you just kind of move forward with it and just kind of roll with the punches. And But there's still like a quality to it that I just can't quite turn away from. Like I, I just maybe I'm just attracted to it by it not being normal human behavior. Um but uh, yeah, I, th- there, there's just something about it that I that I, that appeals to me. Interesting. I, do you not physically recoil when the person you love enters the room? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The smell got to me. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, even that very very. It's weird how like that particular scene when Bella first walks in the room, and then yeah, it's that weird little shiver thing that he does because the fan's blowing, and so it. But it's not communicated well. Like the yeah, idea it looks that like he. he he smells her and he's trying to like you know block himself but you could probably read that part in the in the book and be like oh that's very interesting but the way that it's presented is very you laugh at it it's 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 ridiculous but then on top of that you know they're like going for high art stuff because there's like an owl with wings behind it like oh he's like an angel and and things like that so but, but again it's just like the attempts of everything going on here are so fascinating to me. That is, uh, it, it is fascinating. Dan, what do you think? Uh, the difference between the scores are because it's not a well-made movie. I think you guys <laughs> just danced around and listed a bunch of stuff, but I think at the end of the day, I think that critics can put themselves in the position of, there are plenty of teen dramas and preteen movies that have come out that get above average reviews from old men who have nothing in common with the characters who would laugh at the elevator pitch or like that was well-made. And I think the direction, the acting, the choices, the saturation, there's so much stuff in this movie that just, I don't think works for me. And I can picture other people being like, it's just not a good movie. It's just not a well-made movie. Well, okay. So you, you, you say, you say this, um, I did say it. You, you, I did say it. (laughs) Um, I think with all of those elements coming together, I, as I was watching it again, I kept saying to myself, my God, this movie, this, this franchise needs to be remade today because <laughs> with, with, yes, it does. It, it, I see you shaking More your head. More so than Harry Potter does. I'll tell you that. I, it needs to be remade because if it was remade today, the, the editing, the cutting of this movie, how it was shot is so chaotic you don't see anything and i think in this day and age you in 2023 2024 i believe 
this movie would have much more violence. You would actually get to see like the action and violence and what it means to be a vampire because you don't even see fangs in this movie. But that's not the story. Yeah, but would it be true to like the story? It would be Twilight. But hey, you don't need... I am a big fan of adaptations from script to screen, from book to screen. I don't need it to follow the exact same thing as the book. But what you're asking for, and and there's a part of me that agrees with you, is like, sure, vampires are going to come back around, whether it's five or ten years from now, there will be another vampire craze, just like zombies are now out, kind of, but they'll come back around, et cetera, et cetera. But RIP Dark Universe, by the way. Um, (laughs) But uh, you're, you're saying they should remake it, but then you put the caveat, it would have to be violent and be like sexier and whatnot, and I agree with you because back in 2008, like now I'm not sure you'd get the preteens. Now I'm like dreading my daughter getting a cell phone or anything because there's no unrequited love anymore. Like this is get on, get on dating stuff, send pictures of buttholes. Like I don't even know what's going on <laughs> on the internet anymore. Like there's no, what does your daughter's like, phone look like right now? Her specifically. Black hole. Yeah. The horror stories that I hear about preteen girls with phones terrify me to the point where the audience of preteen girls I think now would be like this is this is stupid if she likes him then just she needs to go over and text him and send him a, a little sexy lingerie and with the guy the guy the same thing he would be like oh I, I'm kind of into her but I shouldn't do it I'm going to sneak into her house or try to get her to come out to like with me like there's no there's no uh, audience for like this they tried to have like an innocent thing so the audience that made this movie 500 million dollars i think is like now they're all they're becoming sexy man i I disagree with you i think that shows (laughs) that robert pattison's character edward colin just like like loves her like he he smelled her and he loved (laughs) her and that's what happened he she walks into biology class i was like what is she on her period and she he just smelled her scent because <laughs> it's blood and vampires i don't know i, I mean this- <laughs> social social media has ruined any like earnest remake of this series i don't i don't think so i think they could make a greater movie without this i mean you could have some silliness to it but not like this was you want a pg-13 true blood I want to rate it R. I want to. I want to rate it R. Twilight. Why? I want you know to know. That. True Blood. I want to know the whole time I'm watching us. Why a hundred year old vampire fucking with the seventeen year old? He's seventeen still. No, he's not though. He's not. <laughs> he's not. Did you see all his graduation caps? Yes, but I mean, take a look at it. He's he's Robert Pattinson. He's a young man. Is he going to go after a hundred year old human? No. After a twenty-one-year-old, imagine, imagine, yeah. Can can you go eighteen or up, twenty or up? And into your into your, yes, you can. But to your point, Chelsea, I think Bella, the character, was way ahead of her time. Like she is an old soul, just like the rest of the cast was very much into prom and very. The whole reason he fell in love with her is because he couldn't hear what she was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole reason. She was blank in between the ears. <laughs> Nothing She's going on. She's a Neo from, from oh. the Matrix and just very mysterious. And we never really 
quite figured that out. I'll be honest. I guess after dating a hundred years worth of 17 year olds, he, he was tired of hearing them <laughs> because I have no idea what else would have like drawn him to her. Like, is that's kind of an indictment on the audience there. It's like, finally a girl I don't have to listen to. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that was his attraction to her. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of. I, he's like, Oh, you're so mysterious. There are people, t you know, thinking about money, sex, sex, cats, um <laughs> and i'm just like awesome. and i'm just like so you're attracted to the one person the the girl that you can't read her mind it's almost like it's his little manic pixie dream girl also let's be clear he's kind of a loser for continuing to go to high school every year oh absolutely like that's they didn't I mean, have we're to we're in Jared Vogel situations there. situations there. Like he he wants to be at school every year. Like well, so that that's Edward. the one. Like that's the one question I brought up. I was like, why is he still going to school? I guess like the family. I mean, maybe he looks younger than seventeen, but I feel like he could pass for oh, yeah. a person at some point if he's still moving around. He doesn't have to go to high school. I love that this has completely like devolved into. Was he a pedophile kind of and creepy or was he a nice when, guy? When, when I was watching it, when I was watching it, I was thinking of uh, John Lovitz from the beginning of Little Nicky, like him sitting out the window with his wine glass and being like, ooh, what naked lady am I going to see tonight? <laughs> I was like, but it presents it as normal here. Like, it's okay for him to go in her room and see her dream out loud. That That is true. It, it, it is very true. All right. So, um, the humor in the movie. I think this movie is inadvertently funny, but does it does it hold up? Like, are you, I mean, I guess I guess we're all still laughing at this movie, you know, twenty three years later. Chelsea, did you laugh at the movie, or did you just like constantly like I hate this movie? No, I I mean there were a couple groans, but I did I did laugh, but I laughed to keep from like crying. No, I I <laughs> I laughed because things were just so cringy to hear. Yeah. Just like you're, it's like you're my own personal brand of heroin. Um, yeah. I just, I, <laughs> I wanted to turn it off after that. I mean, I think if you, so I love Catherine Hardrick as a director too. Press and I got the chance to speak with her recently for her most recent movie. And she's amazing. Um, in this movie and the writing and the dialogue, I just, in how she how Catherine, I guess, didn't pick up on like those, how to make it nuanced and subtle. It just, it just was really over the top on the nose. And it's yeah. like big music swells. It's like, you're my heroine. And it's like, oh God. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. Look at the diamonds. <laughs> and I'm also wondering if there was a lot, cause there was a lot riding on them adapting this from a beloved book series. I'm wondering how much involvement behind the scenes because i think the author is kind of crazy um i think that's come out later uh like she's like super involved and really weird and crazy and um i'm wondering how much of that was like Catherine hardwick took the job got the paycheck did the best she could do but there were also a lot of things that she didn't have control over right yeah, she's in a diner scene like reading a book or like eating something because she's yeah. more talent, she's more talented a director than the final product of this movie. I agree, definitely. I, she is. Um, I just think that a lot of these lines really, I 
maybe it was like we have to insert these lines to let the 11 to 13 year old crowd really hit home so they would understand it. I, I, I'm trying to figure that out still, but I think it, it in its wheelhouse here, I think it works for the most part because I think moving on to the acting here, I mean, I think Preston. Wait, before I, we move on oh. from the, the writing, like, did you, did you write any of the lines down? I, I so didn't get into them a little more. No, to do it, do it. What lines? I mean, I, I. That's why I said the for the the pro phase and um Anna phase thing was really yeah, funny yeah. to me in biology class. That made me laugh. The, these are these are some lines that I thought just as Chelsea said that are that you cringe at. Like they're they're bad, but they're just like I man, I can't believe they said that or went there. Um, there's that one that the the Johnny Bravo horny dude that is at the high school um, that like, that is really into her initially. And then it's uh, Anna Kendrick's character that likes him. Mike. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. He says they're like having a conversation and says uh, it's Anna Kendrick. It says, Oh, you're from Arizona. Shouldn't you be like really tan? She's like, Oh yeah, they, I guess that's why they kicked me out. And it's his reaction to it that that really seals the deal with like how damn ridiculous this movie can be. Sometimes he he, he just says something like, uh, "You're you're good. You're you're funny," and it just <laughs> it's it's like I, I it's like just that. really odd behavior. Um, I said I felt I felt that it was like normal behavior from her character. Like she was just like an intro. No, her reaction was good. Like I yeah. thought that was a good little, you know, Kristen Stewart style of comedy there. But his reaction to it is what made it like cringeworthy. Um I also I also wrote down some things that I actually thought were pretty interesting and I wanted them to explore more. So let me let me take a quick sidebar doing that and then I'll go back to some lines if I have them here. Um, I like the the bit where they're talking about um, the the father. Uh, I keep forgetting all their damn names. Carlisle. Yeah, Carlisle. Thank you. Uh, I didn't know this so off the top of your head. I watched the movie and I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, uh, when they're just, when Anna Kendrick's character is described, like going through the whole family, like who they are, like that whole sequence was pretty great to me um, because they're talking about like how, like that's, that's the moment where they're, they're poking fun at like how ridiculous it is. Like she says, like, you know, Jasper, like he always looks like he's in horrible amount of pain and things like that. And the, <laughs> the way that she describes Carlisle as being like this, He's like, yeah, he's like this doctor who like wrangles in, like adopts these kids and they all fall in love. with it. So he's like this matchmaker. And I was like, dude, please explore that a little bit more. That's amazing. Um, so I wanted them to dive a little more into that. So like everything that is like truly worthy of like, let's have a deep discussion about is too short lived. That too short lived. And then the sequence that I thought was quite quite good is when they're going through the house and then she, uh, Edward's showing Bella around the house and then they have that whole wall of all the caps, the graduation caps. Pretty cool thing to do. And it's like, oh, it's like a little inside joke. Like I wanted more things like that, like where they're kind of like making fun at each, of each other. And uh, because that's what this kind of tone of a film right. needs. That's what this kind of story needs. So if they were to remake 
something like that. They would need to lean more into that. Into but like Dan lore, said, yeah. it's always like what's what kind of vampire movies coming out. So we're about to have like Robert Eggers do Nosferatu. That could change how things are approached if they were to do something like this. But for something that would be most appropriate, knowing having rewatched this movie, I think they need to like be a little more meta with it. Yeah, and I like that you brought up the like the lore of like the graduation caps just because um the movie Only Lovers Left Alive, the vampire yeah. movie, the, all their pictures and weird things from around the house, they really went into that and I thought that was yeah. so cool. Yeah, and, and have some more like um scenes where cuz she said at one point Bella says like there are times where you talk and it sounds like you're from a totally different century. I didn't get quite that vibe like that was more of like you just told me that but i didn't quite feel like i wanted to build feel like he really has had this history oh he's going back to the war time does he ever have ptsd from like the war times or, or whatever it may be i don't know spanish it's, influenza yeah, yeah i was waiting <laughs> for him to be like it. oi mister <laughs> Later. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um chelsea do you have some lines that really made you laugh he's a real peach <laughs> yeah um so i think the one that i i liked the most was just really simple and then preston already said it was just in the greenhouse you don't ever say hi to me hi yeah. um <laughs> i thought that was very i thought that was that made me laugh um more of the seek more of the kind of like scenes and the sequences that made me kind of question mark above my head um was i wrote down when she came to their house for dinner were the vampires really making her spaghetti garlicky italiano <laughs> she got Maybe garlic on. doesn't work i mean in lost boys garlic didn't work either so i i just enjoyed that um and another thing i i found just kind of where i wish it was more relatable to me because when you know she talks to Jacob on the beach and she's like uh he's like oh no those are just you know like stories those are just ghost stories like I would have like grabbed my friend and be like what do you mean he's a fucking vampire isn't he and then when she goes and googles on her computer like she does it over the course of like a a couple days like I would be going in that day doing yeah. some hardcore research being like is this is this dude a vampire <laughs> i just felt like that i don't know it wasn't relatable to me and the way that it was like kind of paced out and i think sure. it's more oh. of what what's pre what preston is saying like give me more of give me more of that the lore behind that yeah like the, it's on the verge of being so many different qualities of film and it just kind of hangs there in the middle, mostly in the bad area. But uh, there, there's just so many opportunities for it. To, sh th this may be even just a Stephanie Meyer issue. Like, there, I don't know if Dan, if there's like, having read all the books and seen all the movies, is there things about any of these books, uh, particularly the first one that it's like, there's there's an opportunity for them to really dig into something deeper, or is it just as plain as this? My memory is that it does not get much deeper. Okay. 
And so <laughs> one of my favorite moments in the film is how mean Robert Pattinson is to her, how mean Edward is to Bella, especially the scene, like the line right after you don't even say hi. And he says hi. And they're in the um in the greenhouse and he goes why don't you always watch where you're going why yeah <laughs> well that 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 cracked me up i was dying laughing at that part because <laughs> like it's, it's like just he like he gaslights her the entire movie <laughs> and then he he gaslights her the entire movie and then he's like no but i'm very protective of you i love you <laughs> i think i don't know if he gaslights her i just think oh. he's, he's trying to make her not like him and but he can't help himself because that's he, like he textbook ga- gaslighting. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, lines, script. Okay, now acting. I said it earlier on. Kristen Stewart is she a wooden fence post or she is the best actress? I have gotten into multiple discussions with Preston and how much I do not enjoy Kristen Stewart acting. Um, and in this I, or at all, everything. Okay. I don't think she's a particularly great actress. I'm more on the wooden fence post, uh, thing. I feel like you can put a wooden fence post in the movie and name it Kristen Stewart and it might be better. But after watching twilight, I was like, man, She's the most natural in this movie. She's like, I believe her as a teenager in this film, at least for the first 30 minutes, um, where she seemed like she's very believable and she did a great job. I think it's maybe after the first 30 minutes, 45 minutes, where it's like, oh man, this is not going well at all. And I just think there's a certain tone in the film that everybody has to follow. And it just goes to this like very serious brooding acting scape and it just falls off the rails. But who is the best actor in this movie? Do you think, is it Charlie? Is it, is it, what's his name? Um, the, in, the dad. in this specific movie, I would say it is Charlie. Okay. Or... So Billy Burke. Yeah. Billy Burke would be the best actor in this movie because we know now it's Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. is the best actor in this movie with Kristen Stewart second. Um, but they are so just like tied down by this script and can't do anything that they do now that makes them interesting actors. Like they show zero range. Like Robert Pattinson's funny in certain movies. Like he's got like a wryness to him now that you never would have thought. And I, again, another thing I was a hundred percent wrong on was at watching these movies. My wife liked Robert Pattinson a lot. I was like, he is a terrible actor. And if you just watch these Twilight movies, I was right. I didn't realize that he was going to disappear for like five solid years and then just be the third guy on the call sheet with like incredible directors until he got back and people were like oh he went the you know he yeah. he he found his way back and the, the safety brothers brought him back yeah, that's Good what time, i mean like yeah. he, but that's he, that's such a testament to his people and his team and his faith in himself because he could have been doing these kinds of shitty movies well, he went the same route as Leonardo DiCaprio post right. Titanic, or like a Daniel yeah. Radcliffe. You do the big franchise, and then you do like a Swiss Army Man, or you do the Lighthouse, or you do a Good Times kind of thing. Yeah, and I will say to Robert Pattinson's 
he's always been a fucking great actor because I read the behind the scenes of this movie when there was 5,000 people who auditioned for Edward Cullen and Patterson got it. When he learned that he got it, he moved to Oregon. He took up like hiking and camping and like living in that situation method style well, back in Twilight. That's amazing. But I also want to point out that there is a hilarious super cut that maybe we can put in the pod. I don't know who has the rights to it of him shitting on this movie. It's I like, was going to say the like, interviews of him just shitting on this and being like, no, man, no, they're terrible. like, so did you believe in this? Did you like this scene? He's like, no, I didn't really like no. any of this. Like he hated doing every single thing about this, but his, I was another thing, hundred percent wrong. I was, I was wrong about this movie franchise being successful, and I was wrong when I told my wife for years that Robert Pattinson was a terrible actor. Because now I like him more than she does. Yeah, I'm like he's fucking he's... Batman, The Lighthouse, like yeah. Safety Brother movies. Let's go. He's incredible, and she's like, I don't want to see Good Time. <laughs> so it's like, you know, yeah, the Batman. She liked the Batman, but it's like I'm fully on board him with him now. Um. But I think in this movie, it would have to be Billy Burke. Or does this introduce the um, Native American grandfather? Or is that the next one? No. No. It's, it's no guy from Dances with Wolves? Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. here. He's, he's in the wheelchair. He's, he's good in everything. I love that guy. I think no, he's very good in everything. Sadly, uh, you know, whatever Hollywood racist and whatnot, it's apparently he's the only older gentleman who's Native American who can ever be in a Hollywood movie. But every mm-hmm. time I see him, I'm like, love that guy. Love everything yeah, I about it. He's good. He's good. Uh, Chelsea, what do you think who the best actor is? I, I'm i just echoing Dan. Um, well, I don't think Charlie's the best actor. I think looking back on it now, it's Robert Pattinson. Um, just because he knew exactly kind of what it was, but he had to stay within these like confines of you know, and now that he's, he's done the franchise and now that he's, I call them like weird little guys, like the guys that did the big franchise films. And now they're, you know, they're doing whatever they want. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really like Robert Pattinson in this. Um, I just think it was just, he was stuck within the confines of terrible writing um maybe you know just what the story was and what his kind of actions would have to be okay i think my favorite actor was taylor lautner's hairpiece in the movie so good (laughs) very bad one thing that we should probably touch on just for fun is that there was a good two-year span where hollywood and just the media industrial complex pretended that every single Cullen brother and sister was going to be a successful like Hollywood star. Like they're they were going to be the next outsiders. <laughs> yeah. Like they, like the guy, the weird kid who plays Jasper, I want to <laughs> say like, like yeah. he was on Conan. Like he was like, here's Jackson Rathbone on Conan. Yeah. And you're like, fuck is he doing on Conan? <laughs> like they really he was in the last <laughs> airbender. Yeah. Uh, they tried directed to by him. who Brian? M. Night Shyamalan. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, they oh, tried to push everyone from this movie, and nobody hit until yeah, until even Kristen Kellen Stewart. Lutz. 
like trying to be Hercules, and that didn't work out either. No, and it then didn't. Robert Pattinson or, Tarzan or whatever the hell Stewart came out of hiding. In pre out of hiding. Preston is the best actor to you, Charlie, or I think in this movie for like being like the most realistic character, it is Charlie. But I think exactly what everyone else has been saying. Like I am a, uh, I've always defended Robert Pattinson. I've always defended Kristen Stewart. I think it's it's very easy to make fun of both of them in this movie because of everything that has already been discussed with the lines and certain things. And yeah, like there's, I've already noted about uh, like how much like they kind of like bobble their head and just like, it's just like these, they don't know what to do. Like it's such a confusing thing. Like I bet it was really confusing for them to be, to say these lines and be like, what am I supposed to communicate tonally? Because I don't, I don't know, really know how to portray this. And so I bet you that's what it was. And exactly what everyone's been saying about Robert Pattinson, like, yeah, he's a committed actor. He's, I mean, you hear all these stories about like, uh, um, just recently or a couple of years ago, we talked, I think Brian and I, or at least I did talk to the director of that, uh, what was it? Devil All the Time movie. That was uh -huh. on Netflix. Yeah. And, he, and Robert Pattinson's in that. And like, very amazing. Like, it, he's, he's doing like, he, he's just like living in his own world with that performance. Um, doing like this very Southern high voice thing. And then the director was talking about like, I did, I gave him nothing to go off of. I, he just said he had something and he didn't want to show me until we ran, rolled the cameras. And what was there is what's there. And so I, I admire robert pattinson as an artist so much i bet you it's pretty frustrating as a director to kind of deal with those certain things but i mean you know how whatever how an artist makes their art is is their is their process um so and yeah i'm just going to echo a lot of what other people have said about um where he's gone with his career like stuff like the rover and things that he's done with like a24 like it's really great work um and so, yeah, the, the whole Batman, when he was cast as a Batman conversation was such a weird thing to see unfold online. Because I was like, I've been watching like his weird ass movies for the past eight years. And <laughs> and, and so I'm like so on board with what he's going to do. And it ended up being a lot of fun and, and, and a very interesting character. Um, so, yeah, he's great. I I mean, I could roll through Kristen Stewart's filmography and she's made some like really great stuff like i think romantically like as a romantic lead like her work is better in something like adventure land like right. she very more very much more natural and everything like here here it's it, it just kind of comes down to the script and the characterization and things like that that just kind of uh render them as uh, as not the best actors um because uh yeah just exactly what everyone's saying like they're they're more than capable of producing great work and they have um i just kind of hate that they get kind of like this movie has just is such a big stain on their careers um but it made them it made them big but, box office stars yeah it, it, it gave them names it put them on magazine covers it gave them popularity but it also like you know it it also held them back from being able to do something of probably even something really worthy of of uh, like really really quality work uh, following it. But um, it was like a progression. Right. Um, 
and it was just really interesting to see. But um, so, yeah, I guess Charlie's like the most natural in this movie, but um, there are moments to how committed they are to their performances with Kristen Stewart and uh, Robert Pattinson. All right. All right. So Chelsea, going back to you, to your statement earlier on in the show, you didn't like the movie, but the soundtrack slaps. Give us some examples of why you like the soundtrack and what were the best uh, needle drops. Um. So I, I mean, I love, I love like Paramore. I'm just, I grew up on, on Paramore. Like there's, as our Paramore, Lincoln Park, Radiohead, that Radiohead one at the very, at the very end was great. Um, I, I like I like the Iron and Wine one, the very sweet one at the end. Yeah. The flightless bird American mouth, I want yeah. to say. Yeah. Um, so I feel like those were the best needle drops in it. I feel like the biggest um song that was like advertised was Decode by Paramore. That was like the big one. Um, even the video was shot kind of to look like Twilight. Um, but yeah. Well, if, if the other movies soundtracks are like that, I might watch the other movies. Okay. All right. I, There's I a... will never hear that Muse song without thinking of very terribly <laughs> yeah. choreographed baseball. baseball ever. Like I hear that the minute I hear that, the minute I hear it, I'm like, bad, bad baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that speaking of the soundtrack, but also the score by Carter Burwell, who did the score for st- for like most of the Coen Brothers movies, like Fargo, um, Big Lebowski, Adaptation, Spike Jones, Martin McDonough in Bruges, A Serious Man. Like Carter Burwell does all the music for all the Coen Brothers movies, and then he did this one. Did y'all get a Coen Brothers musical feel to this? Certainly not. No, that do 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 like. Uh. But if the Coen Brothers directed this movie, it would have been awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. God, what would that movie be like? Can we get AI to fucking make Twilight as a Coen Brothers movie? <laughs> the only good use. Make AI should just recreate bad movies. Oh yeah. goodness gracious! So yeah, the, I I agree with you, Chelsea. The the soundtrack here is really good, and I think in two thousand eight, back in those like late nineties to like mid two thousands range, where trailers, like some of the movies that the trailers were putting out, like that the trailers were just focusing on what music was in the movies, because like the tr- trailer might have looked bad, but like you got music by this person, this person that were there was like that was a thing for a while. So yeah. I don't remember the Twilight trailer doing that, um, but they could have because it is uh, a good one. Does anybody have this on vinyl? I I don't, but um, I should. You should, you should. The various right. artist ones, I wouldn't get the score. Okay. Um, Dan, your your question has arrived. Um, how wait, does- wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Before we move from soundtrack, didn't ask me what mine was. What what do I think of? Oh music? shit! Yeah. Well, I didn't know you liked music, Preston. Uh, dude, I'm I love music, man. 
Um, so w- whenever I think of this movie, I, I think of the uh, the full moon song that they play right when she leaves Arizona going for it. It's like the full moon. Like it's the cheesy song. It's the cheesy song but. Uh, people make fun of uh, at least online these days. It's either like, oh, the weather is so like you know Gilmore Girls like ah, la la like it's either yeah. that or it's like they start playing that song from Twilight and like it's it's a nice weather season. So there's that, and then uh, Robert Pattinson actually has a song in this movie. He actually plays the piano. Well, he plays that, but also. When uh, Bella gets bitten, and there's that bluesy song, it was like, that is Robert Pattinson. That's him? Yeah. I did not know that. Well, look at him. He's getting the blues. I did know that he played the piano for real um, in that scene. That was really good. Oh, Chelsea's rethinking this movie now. (laughs) No, I'm just rethinking of. Uh, how talented he is i mean i i think he's very talented i'm just i i just remember watching that scene but almost going oh god this song it <laughs> doesn't fit yeah uh, so it is a song called let me sign and that is yeah that is his song that's awesome dan what music did you like in the movie or did oh, you like- i mean You've named you've named it all. I just all, all the songs are good. It's just that Muse song I cannot ever hear on the radio played ever, without thinking of baseball. Like the other songs, I can be like, like the Paramore. I'm like, good song. This is fun. Or the one at the very end. I'm like, like it. But I hear that Muse song and I immediately think of that baseball scene. <laughs> which which movie had the better baseball scene? Um, Twilight or uh, Sleepaway Camp? <laughs> sleep away camp come on man sleep you away shit camp. and live brian eat yeah, shit sleep and live yeah sleep away camp it's so dude, good dude watching that baseball scene i was just thinking of sandlot when when the bad guys came in yeah but do you uh, it's a green onions yeah, <laughs> yeah. The black oh, so funny yeah. okay um dan your question has now arrived again um how does twilight relate to John Wick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> how does it how how does it relate to John? Have any have any of those actors been in a John Wick movie? How has Kellen Lutz not gotten murdered by John Wick? <laughs> <laughs> like he has no, he's nothing but a like a chiseled block of wood that just needs to be killed. Like he can't act. Just have him like punch and then get killed. Um I don't think there's any, is there any connection? I don't know. Actors. I looked and I couldn't find one at all. The, the, the fight choreography with their fast motion blurs. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and I, I, before we end the show, I got to think the, the one thing that made me laugh is when um, Charlie brings his daughter Bella to the house for the first time in Forks and you see kind of like this big ass like white house that you're like oh man it's a really nice house and then it's like there's only one bathroom in this whole place and i was like wait what <laughs> why is there only one bathroom in this like four bedroom house like what's going on here is this how they live in seattle i don't know or in forks um it was strange to me but um yeah 2008 twilight yeah. chelsea i've got to ask talking this through on fear and loathing 
podcast? Has it made you appreciate it more? Do you like it a percent more than what you did coming into this show? I will say I like it a percent more. Two percent more? I wouldn't go that far. I gave so I I logged it on Letterbox last night and I gave it a two. Hey, that's more than what I have on it. Yeah, I'm gonna change mine. Up a half star. Get it to those Joe Lynch numbers. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it. We'll talk about that on the next show. Yes. (laughs) Um. So you get a two star. I'm gonna go up and I'm so. What's it at right now on Rotten Tomatoes? It's 50%, 40%? 49 or something. 49%. I'm going to say this is a solid 60%. No, I think it's, no. it is where it is. I actually, I mean, I actually think 49 is too high for this one. <laughs> I think it should really? be dropped down a little bit. Yeah, I don't, like I said, there's too many problems with it. So, I mean, 40, I'll give it 40. I don't think it should be in the 30s or 20s, but like an even 40. 60%. Can I really tell someone this is a coin flip of a movie with a straight face? I can't. I can't. I can't be like, oh, yeah, it's just 50, 50, 50. Like, I think more people will be like, why did you make me watch this, Dan? Then we'll be like, oh, I enjoyed that. Yeah. It's- for 60 percent, I feel like I could send anyone to it. Right. When you're getting down into 30s and 40s, you're getting into more of like a niche like, oh, would this person like it? So here's a question for you. Is twilight better than blade three no yeah no 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 preston said what i said yes no chelsea no i say yes oh my god we need a tiebreaker i think it is i think i mean i like blade one and two a lot and i like blade three but man blade three is too batshit insane dumb for me I think it's just because it's already already has an established quality. Yeah. How great it was. And then it's just the disappointment sinks it lower. This one was the first of what consistently remained a very bad series. But But a $5 billion series franchise. Yeah. Yeah, but because it was so beloved by teenage teenagers. But yeah. I never asked those teenagers, what makes it so great? I never asked them that. So we should have got a were, teenager on this pod. Too bad they were horny. Bad. They were horny. Can That's- we talk about like how horny all these characters are for Bella? Like there's like if you freeze frame some of these shots, like even with what's the what's the character's name, Brian? Carlisle? There's like when she's like stitching his her arm or something, like he she has her hand like on his waist. Yeah. Like, like if you like really pay attention to some of this, like even the bad guy that's like the knockoff Brad Pitt that gets beheaded at the end, uh, from Never Back Down. Great movie, by the way. Um, he he's like about to kiss her. Like No, I, I, I and that's, what about I, the guy that does kiss her in the beginning? He's just like he just gives her a smooch on the and then he runs off in the cafeteria and, and Anna Kendrick is like, you're, you're the shiny new toy. And I was like, what? Who well, it's, it's, it, it goes oh. in it goes in time or it goes hand in hand with when Bella shows up to the high school and then fucking everybody in high school wants to be her best friend. And then is kissing her on the cheek in the lunch cafeteria, which is like any other movie. If a new person were to show up, 
it would be the opposite reaction. Everybody would be standoffish. But yeah, our- everyone's pretty like all those friends are pretty <laughs> nice to her. I guess it's just like those three thousand population town people, man, they're fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I but if Bella character showed up in your town, would you gravitate to that? Like that character? No. Uh, I I give those new people distance, like let them adjust a little bit, like, or at least like, you know, Hey, how you doing? If you need anything, let me know. I'd be happy to show you around that sort of thing. Like that's, that's the nice thing. Okay. I'm more of a suffer in silence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that one. All right. Preston, did you like this movie more now that we talked it out? Um, I mean, it's about the same. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've kind of had these sorts of talks with people. Uh, I think just, thinking about in retrospect, like how many of these people have just, we've already mentioned Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson going on to do work, but even people like Justin Chan that I brought up, like he's a great director right now. The guy who played Eric, that was like the emo uh, Asian guy. Like he's, he made a blue Bayou and he did some work on, um, ah, damn it. I had the show in my head. Uh, it's on Apple uh, Pachinko uh, mm-hmm. like that. That show's pretty fantastic. Anna Kendrick's about to come out with her directorial debut this year, I think, or this year, or maybe next year. Uh, and I hear it's great. So um, they're amid like the key player. If you think like Dan said, people kind of expected like this cast to be something like the movie, the outsiders where you think back on, you're like, man, all those people became stars and it's not entirely true, but there are some very talented people that were part, part of this uh, movie in some capacity and they've gone on to do some really incredible work. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I think we all came away maybe at the same or maybe a little elevated um, of what we originally thought about twilight me, myself, Giving it a half a star on Letterbox, it's gonna it's gonna get a four star. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna four be stars, dude. What does four? But what what else do you categorize as a four star? Because this this Bird makes Demic no sense too. to me. No, Bird Birdemic Demic is five star, sir. <laughs> Oppenheimer's half star. I don't like you. <laughs> oh, I, love I, just, that. I feel like we need to do like a whole episode that kind of dissects your meter a little bit because like how to watch like Oppenheimer and not be able to recognize like all the great things that we're talking about here very minimal like if we talk about it in a high art kind of way but in Oppenheimer there's so many things that we could be like that was admittedly thought provoking. The vein like in Dan's like you just, forehead. You just quickly, quickly label it with the shit sticker. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. I, here's the deal. Yeah, we're good. We're no, 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 give me the deal. Give now. me the deal, Dan. Give me the I'm deal. I'm just looking at your letterbox now and what you're yeah. like. I think what? I think now you're we've created a monster and now you're like becoming more of that character. I think I think we're enabling you. You're like so Wes your letterbox makes no sense, though. Wait, Give what? me an example. Be- almost so, almost everything, almost everything gets four stars, unless you fucking hate it. Then it gets half a, half a star. He's a lover or a fighter. He's a lover or a hater. That's all he is. <laughs> When's the last three star movie you you gave out? I don't know. Um, let me, I'll tell you, hold on. Three star, gotta scroll. 
<laughs> Gotta scroll. Keep um, going. I'm, on. I'm still going. Um, he gave the flash three and a half. Okay. No. No. There was good move. There was good moments in the flash that warranted a three and a half star. He I gave think. Oppenheimer a two. <laughs> <laughs> Flash was better than Oppenheimer as well. Can we end this podcast? Yeah, can we? <laughs> I'm just slowly killing Dan. I love it. All right. That is Twilight 2008 Fear and Loathing and Cinema Podcast. We hear every week. It is October finally for us, and we're very excited to do all the spooky stuff with you this month. Um, Brian Dan- might not be back next week, though. Why? We might kill him. <laughs> Preston has the option to do that tonight, but he won't. What are y'all seeing? Exorcist. Exorcist. Um. So, Dan, where can they find you online? The the fear and loathing Instagram. Find me there. Find please, me. please respond and say things that I can say on this pod. I only got a few replies. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, Chelsea, where can they find you? They can find me logging things correctly on Letterboxd as Chelsea Nico. Um, but Chelsea Nico at Unmost Things and Miss underscore Tenenbaum on Twitter. Cool. Preston, what porn sites can we find you today? You can find me on Most Active on Instagram under Blu-ray Dad. I'm also on Twitter as Preston Barda. Apparently, I can be found on Letterboxd because filmmakers find me on there and know what I score their films. Uh, so, uh, yeah, be careful of that. Or don't because it was fun. <laughs> we got to talk about that. We, yes, will. we will. Next next the show other, the other pond the other okay. show uh and i'm brian kluger you can find me at highdefdigest.com you can find me boomstickcomics.com you can find me on our other shows podcast my bloody podcast and no bs with brian and susan you can find me wednesdays noon till two on electromagnetic radio playing all the soundtracks that you love which this month will all be horror movies and horror tv shows um yeah and then on twitter instagram blue sky threads everything else i'm on there TikTok me uh i will see y'all later fear and loathing and cinema podcast thank you for listening i love dan i love Preston, and i love chelsea um text add fear and loathing instagram and tell dan why he needs to love oppenheimer more yeah Tell them why they should be unconditionally, irrevocably, whatever the word was, in in love love with with (laughs) Oppenheimer. Yes. (laughs) That's good. All right. See y'all later. Bye.